Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What is up, my people? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael, and let me tell you what, folks, I am ecstatic to be discussing another victory. Three weeks now, it's been since CSU lost. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta take those little moments, man. It's been a rough year, but it seems like the program... I'm not saying they're turning things around. I understand it's just two wins, one of which is over New Mexico, who's absolutely awful. But this upset of Fresno State on the road, a team that's gone to the Mountain West Championship in each of the past two seasons, I know those they've lost uh, a substantial amount of talent from those teams. It's not the same group. I get it. Uh, but this team, they have great speed. They're athletic, and they're well-coached by Jeff Tedford. I think he's one of the better coaches in the league. And to go into Fresno, uh, into the Bulldogs stadium, those 14 and a half point underdogs. And to leave with a 10 point win, uh, without your starting quarterback with your leading rusher suspended. I mean, it's momentous. It's, it's definitely one of the biggest victories of the Mike Bobo era. In fact, I, I think you can argue that it is the biggest victory of the Mike Bobo era. I understand that there are a few other games you could point to. I mean, beating San Diego state on the road in 2016, Definitely one of the biggest program uh, program victories of all time. Uh, that was a top 25 ranked team. CSU throws 60 plus on the board. They hold Donnell Pumphrey, who was one of the nation's leading all-purpose yards guys that year. They hold him to like 50 yards. Really just a dominant showing. So if, if you want to argue that one or if you want to argue, you know, the Oregon State victory in the uh, Canvas Stadium opener is is more important, I think that... 
I can get behind that. I, I guess I just that's what I'm saying. I, I understand why you would point to either of those games, uh, but just after everything that's happened to CSU uh, in the last year and a half, to to go on the road uh, with their backs against the wall and and to come out with a victory, it's just encouraging. I mean, time and time again, this team has been in position to win this year, and they've just come up short. Uh, really could have beat Utah State, had a chance to beat San Diego State. Uh, I firmly believe they should have beat Toledo, even though they gave up, God, what was it, like 430 yards on the ground. Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but this team, they've, they're have they showing some grit. They've really, they've really recovered well over the last month or so. The defense, in particular, uh, has stepped up significantly. We're getting to a point where you can trust this defense, at least for spurts. I'm not sure we've seen them play like a complete four quarters yet. Uh, but in spurts, man, they really can be dominant, especially like you see in that first quarter, the way the defensive line creates pressure, they're stopping the run, they're getting to the quarterback. And you're like, where has this been? Like, why, why did it take so long to get to this point? Uh, but Hey, a win is a win is a win. And you're never going to apologize for a win. So if you're one of those people that's like, feeling snarky or you're upset because you want Mike Bobo gone and because you want Mike Bobo gone you want the team to lose then you know that's your prerogative Uh, but at the end of the day I think this was a it was just a massive win for the program and I think it's something that you guys should enjoy Uh, we're going to talk about this more uh, but I'm going to address the background noise that you guys can probably hear I am currently recording live from the Fresno airport and that is because I had some internet issues at my hotel, so I couldn't do it last night like I wanted to. I uh, know I got here, and I was hoping to like get through security and all that, and then you know be able to record on the other side where I can find a little bit more private space. Uh, but Frontier Airlines is a freaking nightmare, and I can't check my bag for like seven hours, and I have to sit up here in the front and look like a dummy, a weirdo. <laughs> so I'm recording live from the from the front of the Fresno Airport. And we will see how this goes. There's there's quite a bit of background noise. I'm going to do my best to edit it all out. Uh, but I just wanted to let you guys know what the deal was there. Um, if, you, if you're a subscriber, which shout out to everyone that is, uh, you, you can see a couple of pieces on the site that I talked about. We had a takeaways piece where we kind of broke down uh, Marcus McElroy, Warren Jackson, uh, some of the other guys that really stood out in this victory. Highly recommend you go and, and check those out. I mean... Don't want to give away too much, uh, but one of the things that I kind of drilled on Twitter last night was just how happy I was for Marcus McElroy. It's been a really, I think, just difficult year for him. He came in as the team's starting running back listed ahead of Marvin Kinsey, actually, and part of that had to do with the fact that like in camp, at the beginning of fall camp, he looked a lot like the Marcus we saw last night. He ran hard, uh, physical. is one of those where it's like you could see the rare combination of size and speed and strength and you know it just hadn't come together yet I know for a lot of the year he had been battling an ankle injury and I think that probably held him back to an extent but now that Marvin is suspended likely done for the year at this point uh, I think you're just going to see Marcus kind of take his game to a new level now that he has a chance to get in a rhythm you know, really just kind of to be that lead guy. I do think we will see quite a bit more of Christian Hunter and Jalen Thomas. Uh, Bobo mentioned last night that he he really wanted to give both of those guys more carries, but over the last couple of weeks, every time he's tried, this team seems to kind of like put itself in a bad position, whether that be a, you know, a legal block in the back, a holding, an illegal formation, 
it just seems like every time he tries to get those guys going, something happens and it puts the team behind the sticks. And in those situations, they obviously can't really rely on the true freshman quite as much. But Marcus, man, just just an awesome showing for the former Mullen High School star. 18 carries, 132 yards on the ground, uh, six point yard, 6.5 yards per carry. 132 yards is a career best for him. Uh, also had his first two touchdowns of the year, first two touchdown game of his career. So really just a monster showing from Marcus McElroy. And I think that it's a performance that he can build off of. You know, one of the things about, you know, being that lead guy, being the running back uh, that uh, your offense can kind of lean on, I just think that consistency matters. And you saw that with Marvin. Like, Marvin, in the times where they kind of tried to plug and play him over the last two years and, like, you know, give him a carry here, give him a carry there, it didn't work out for him. You know, I think he just he couldn't get in a rhythm. He couldn't get that feel for the game. And I just think that's so big with running backs. And now that Marcus is going to have that chance – I just imagine that he's going to be a lot better moving forward. Uh, one of the things I also talked about, uh, Warren Jackson, I mean, what what else is there to say about this dude? He is an absolute dude out there. I mean, nine catches, 178 yards, one touchdown, the game-winning touchdown, the most important touchdown of the game. But this guy is just a freaking stud, man. He is absolutely going to be a number one wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, when you watch him, there's nothing that he can't do. There's not a defensive back in this league that can cover him one-on-one. <laughs> I asked Logan Stewart, uh, CSU starting safety, guy whose interception actually set up Warren Jackson's game-winning touchdown. But I was just kind of like, you know, is there... When we watch Warren out there, it just it doesn't look like there's a defensive back in this league that can hang with him. Like, you know, what's your perspective on that? Is there a cornerback in the Mountain West that can hang with Warren Jackson one-on-one and Logan Stewart, who is usually pretty serious in interviews. He's, he gives great quotes and I, I enjoy interviewing him because he makes really great eye contact, which is not always the case with some of the younger guys. Uh, but he just looked and he laughed and he's like, no way. And he talked about, he's like, you know, we know what he's going to do in practice and we still have trouble covering him. So if, if you don't know what route he's running, good luck, man. And, and we saw that all last night. Anytime, Warren wanted to create separation. He was able to do so. If you put the football anywhere near his area, he's going to go up and get it. Uh, he's just that guy. He's so important for this offense. From a from a production standpoint, he's a sure target for Patrick O'Brien. I mean, anytime it's third down and you need to move the football, you know he's thinking, where is number nine? Where? How can I get him the football? Uh, anytime you're in the red zone, he's just such a mismatch with his size that, like, I don't know, just having him does so much for this offense. It opens up everything. It takes pressure off the running game. It opens up the middle of the field. Uh, in theory, it should create some opportunities for Dante Wright down the field. I know he hasn't been quite as involved in the offense uh, over, well, really just in that Fresno State game the last couple weeks. It's just been kind of hit or miss, but he still had five catches yesterday, so it wasn't like he was completely uninvolved. But Warren, man, this guy's just a stud. I, I, I just love watching him. Loved talking to him after the game. You know, he talked about how he feels like he's finally getting in a rhythm with Patrick O'Brien. He feels like this unit is starting to kind of establish its own identity and just, you know, get to a point where everybody feels comfortable and confident together. And, you know, we'll see we'll see how it turns out over this last month. I think, you know, flipping the season around and somehow, like, qualifying for the postseason would be maybe a little bit too drastic of a of a feat to expect at this point but 
hey, stranger things have happened, as we wrote about the other day. Uh, Wyoming started two and six last year. They ended up winning four straight and finished six and six. I mean, the the key difference in that game was, or in that situation, was that Wyoming played a really top-heavy schedule at the beginning of the season, and then really got to play a pretty lax schedule at the end, which included a really poor CSU team. But CSU not really in that position now. You got to host UNLV, which should be a winnable game, probably the only game in which CSU will be favored uh, for the rest of the season. But after that, you know, obviously got to face Air Force, Wyoming, and Boise State. You'll definitely be the underdogs in all three of those. But we'll see, man. You just you never know. I didn't expect CSU to go on the road and beat Fresno State. Uh, certainly in the way they did, it was it was really a pretty dominant victory overall. I know the game ended up being much closer than it was, but this was a game where it should have just been over in, in the first half. I mean, CSU goes up 14-0. Real early, they force a couple of three and outs on each of Fresno State's opening possessions. And with a chance to go up 21-0, O'Brien just missed a wide-open Warren Jackson in the end zone on second down. Uh, they tried to do a screen to Trey after that, and it went for nothing. It wouldn't have mattered because there was an illegal uh, man downfield, and so it would have wiped it out anyways. And after that, Caden Camper unfortunately misses the field goal attempt, and that's what ultimately sets up Fresno State's first scoring drive it was just kind of one of those series where you it just it felt so predictable it felt so just like this 2019 CSU team you have a chance to really go for the throat early and instead you you fumble or you don't fumble it away you you miss the opportunity you miss your wide open receiver and then you miss the chance to put three on the board and ultimately Fresno State capitalizes on the momentum by going straight down the field to score at that point, you kind of felt like, oh boy, like here we go again. It's going to be the same same story as always. Woulda, coulda, shoulda for CSU. Missed opportunities that come back to kill them in the end. But that's not how it played out. This team, they they fought hard all night. Anytime that they had a mistake, they were able to respond from it. And it was just a really, really gritty, really gutsy victory on the road. So I think if you're a CSU fan, you got to be stoked at this point. You got to you know, take the take the high moments when they come, enjoy the victories as they come. But we will get to a couple of questions that were sent in on Twitter uh, after this, but we're going to take just a quick second to shout out Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. Uh, from Strawberry Sky to Colorado Core, everything in between, Breckenridge has the goods to make your football party a success. Uh, as I said, you know, I'm currently in Fresno, had a couple of really, really delicious local beers uh, at a sports bar the other night, but let me tell you what, it was no Colorado core. If you're in Colorado this weekend, it's going to be snowy, it's going to be cold, warm yourself up with a little Breckenridge brew in the belly. Man, those uh, those Breckenridge promos always make me thirsty, and after... <laughs> The lack of sleep that I got last night and the amount of time that I've already spent in this airport, I certainly could use one right now. Uh, but we appreciate our friends over at Breckenridge as well as our presenting sponsor, Canyon Bakehouse. Check out canyonglutenfree.com to get a coupon. Let's jump into some of the questions. We've got a lot of good stuff sent our way. Uh, mostly good stuff, that is. Mike Flick at Flickerbach. Have the Rams ever lost a road game with you attending as a media member from DNVR? 
important that he he clarified DNVR because Mike's been following me for a couple of years. So if he would have just said, have the Rams ever lost a road game with you attending, the answer would be yes. Uh, with DNVR, the answer would be no, unless you count the showdown. That's technically a neutral site, though, so I don't think that really constitutes a road game. So who knows? Maybe the maybe the secret key to CSU's success all along was me. I highly doubt that that's the case, but, you know, if, if somebody wants to prop it up and give me some credit, then I'll take it. Uh, Brad Bledsoe at Bledsoe Bradley says, Big win. Still hasn't beat a team with a winning record since 2016, though. Won't be impressed with Bobo unless they beat one of the final three. Hey, that's a fair comment. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that everything is fixed with this program now. I'm not saying it's magically improved, but I do think it was a a big win. I mean, if you, you're going to have to beat at least one of those teams down the stretch if you want to make a bowl game, probably two. Um, I'm, I, I can't do math. you got to win... More, you got to win two of the two of three against Boise State, Air Force, and Wyoming to make a bowl game, and that's assuming that you also beat UNLV. But I get it, and you want to see them beat a better team, and that's that's fair. Robert Sudar at Deuce Co. Happy to see a win. Why didn't McElroy touch the ball in the third? This is a really good question, and one that we brought up to uh, to Bobo. He mentioned uh, one of the things that I kind of talked about earlier was you know how Christian. And Jalen, he wanted to get those two more involved in the offense. They tried in that third quarter uh, really hard. Um, I think he was just worried about fatigue. He mentioned how the Heat had kind of wore them down near the end of the first half, and I think they were just trying to get some of those other guys involved. Uh, In the end, though, you saw they needed Marcus out there. It was getting a little sketchy, but I don't think it was like a grand conspiracy or anything like that. It was more just... They're trying to get the other guys involved, and Fresno State had much more possession in the third quarter. CSU really recovered well in that fourth quarter and dominated, uh, but that's ultimately why we didn't see uh, McElroy in the third. Uh, Nate Cheney, probably going to be favorites at home next week. Will the Rams be able to apply an underdog mentality uh, in the last game that they'll be favored all year? It's a really good question. I mean, I think it's easy to get juiced for a game in which you are double-digit underdogs. Nobody's giving you a chance. It's easy to kind of rally together. Um, I mean, you still have to execute. Obviously, winning isn't easy, but I think just getting up for a game and getting that, you know, maybe extra motivation you need. Now, with UNLV coming, it's going to be more like New Mexico, a game where you're greatly expected to win. So can this team go out and execute like we expect them to now? We'll see. I mean, to be honest, I don't expect much of a hangover just based on how everyone reacted after the game, uh, whether that be Patrick, um, O'Brien, Marcus McElroy, Warren Jackson, Logan Stewart, any of the players that I had an opportunity to chat with post game. Everybody kind of delivered the same message like, yeah, this was great. We really needed this, but hey, on to the next one. It really seems like they feel like they can turn this around. Like the players, at least, I'm not talking about the coaches, I'm talking about the players. And, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss, but they feel like they feel like they are good enough to win three of four and make a bowl game. Whether they can actually do it, I don't know. But if they do it, it would be quite the turnaround. I mean, if that 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 would be just something, man. So we'll see. You got to get up for that UNLV game, though, because if they lose in the state pride uniforms again, I'm going to riot. 
No, I'm just kidding. But it'll uh, <laughs> it would be really bad if they lost UNLV. Let's just say that. Uh, the roof at the real roof. Oh nine. Tagged at Whiteout Nation 18. Uh, normally, I don't promote tagging players, but if it's positive, it's okay. And it's positive in this instance. Uh, Whiteout Nation 18. Is he the best wide receiver in college football? Oh, excuse me. Not a question. It's a statement. At Whiteout Nation 18 is the wide receiver in college football. That's it. That's the tweet. I think he was trying to say is the best wide receiver in college football. Hey, now, there, there are quite a few talented receivers this 2020 class in particular is very deep but i will say this and i know that it's going to piss off some people in boulder given that they have lavisca chenault but warren jackson is the best wide receiver in the state of colorado i don't know if he's necessarily the best wide receiver in college football at the moment i mean jerry judy in alabama is a stud but he is definitely a number one a guy who is going to translate to the league, I think, fairly easily. Um, just has all the skill set, has the work ethic, all of it. Concussed Cowboy says, Can't emphasize this enough. Bobo is a good coach, but if they go anything less than 6-6, six and six, he needs to go. He'd be a great OC for the current UGA team. I've heard people talk about that before. Could he return to Georgia as an offensive coordinator? I guess it's always possible. He obviously has roots down there. Definitely loves the program, uh, but I just, I don't know. I I don't know if, if you want this team, if making a bowl game is the only thing that can save Bobo's job, then he's probably in a tough spot. But if we're being honest, I just, I don't foresee a situation in which Mike Bobo is, is gone. It, it could definitely, I mean, he could always choose to leave, but if they're going to fire him, I don't know. I just I don't know where you pick up that five million before January first, and after January first, you can't fire him. It's too late. You've already signed your recruiting class. It would just it would be a really bad look for the program. So weird spot, tough spot. We'll see how it plays out. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think how CSU looks against Air Force and Wyoming will be a big factor in that. If they're at least competitive, maybe it eases the fans over a little bit, but at the end of the day, like they have to find a way to win some of these games. They have to find a way to win the games that really matter to the fans. Uh, Fresno state beating a last year's conference champion on the road is a great start. It's a, it's a great stepping stone. And it's a moment that, you know, if CSU ends up turning this thing around, we'll probably look back on this game as like maybe the start of something special. But at the end of the day, like CU air force, Wyoming, uh, Boise State, the games that really matter to the fans, those are the ones where Bobo needs to get this team to perform. And can he do it? I'm not sure. I think they have the talent. I think that on paper, at least talent-wise, CSU is superior to both Air Force and Wyoming. Uh, but I think both of those teams are well-coached. They play discipline. They play with, well within their system. And more than anything, those guys, those teams play with a chip on their shoulder. They They want to prove that they are better than CU. It's a lot like CSU and CU. Like, the, the chip is always going to be on Wyoming's shoulder, that little brother chip, whatever you want to call it. And that's part of what makes the rivalry great. It's what makes it a lot of fun. So can they perform these big games? I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how this season plays out. But more than anything, I'm just glad that they were able to at least rattle off a couple of wins and give us something positive to talk about because it was getting real negative there for a while and it was just getting tough to talk about. I mean, that's the job. When they stink, they stink, and we're going to have to stay, say they stink. But I think it's just a little bit more fun to talk about wins. And I think most fans would agree with me. But 
we're going to pretty much wrap it up here, I think, because, yeah, it's really loud in the background, and this airport is driving me crazy. I know it's a little bit abrupt, but I hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast. Thank you to everyone that sent in uh, responses. This was great. I hope that we can do this every week. Um, I just I love the feedback. It makes this whole process easier for me. And sometimes you guys shout out some you know really smart things, and it actually gives me uh, it it spurs other talking points for me. So I really do appreciate the feedback. I appreciate everybody that subscribes. Uh, I've talked about it a couple of times, but we are currently running a subscription promo through the site, a contest, and whoever ends up picking up the most new subscribers will win a year's supply worth of Breckenridge beer. As a 24-year-old, I really want that year's supply of Breck beer. Uh, so if, if you're on the fence about subscribing and I can sway you, that would be great. Use the code JUSTIN. You'll get a free t-shirt, any t-shirt you want. That could be the CSU one if you want. If you'd rather get uh, one of our dope Nuggets, Avs, or Broncos shirts, that's fine as well. Uh, any of the shirts that we have. So check it out. S- consider subscribing. Uh, I appreciate everyone that does. And hey, enjoy that Rams victory. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.